but it also was a gastronomical tasty bowl of goodness. Saturday Omaha. Eat this. Well, uh, that was interesting that you say that because for today, for the very first time, I ate cotton candy with a mustache. That was interesting. So I've decided my new band name is Cotton Candy Mustache. That's very like 2008 of you right there. Hey, that's okay. That's, you know, for me, that's pretty current. That's, that's it, it is actually. It's and it's new. It, it's also weird how I almost said it was 90s, but there was some sort of resurgence of almost 90s band names. My favorite example still being Neutral Milk Hotel. All right. Um, TJ. Yes, Dave. Do you think this uh, podcast, do you think this podcast is going to bop? Is it going to going to like cup bop? Is it going to box bop? I, th- I think regardless. Bop? It's It's going to bop. No question. Abandoned ship. Okay. Okay. Um, hey, TJ. Yes, Dave. Um, we didn't eat food today, but we ate food yesterday, right? I I think we did. Yeah. We we, we should discuss that and find out. I think so. I, I I sure hope so because here we are to podcast about food that we ate, and uh, to to that end, we should talk about our Saturday meal at Korea Garden. Now, Korea Garden. If you don't know, TJ is at 5352 South 72nd Street in Ralston, Nebraska, though it says Omaha, Nebraska. But I'm going to say Ralston, Nebraska because, you know, hashtag eat local Ralston needs to get a little more love in the 68127 zip code is where you can find them. Even though our uh, temperature is changing here in this area, we did have a nice meal outside. So I have to give Korea Garden some points for having a drive through window available to us in the current temporary necessities situation that uh, all of us kind of find ourselves in. So I actually ordered for myself and guest Tom and picked it up at the drive through window. You did said same, and we deployed the three socially distanced Saturday vehicles in the parking lot for eating various Korean eats today. And various Korean eats we did indeed have. And yes, I, I appreciate the drive through window more than I ever imagined I would. Not to mention, boy, are my gray sweats getting a workout uh, <laughs> during mealtime far more than they ever would have before 2020. Wow. So, so really, I mean, if you have those pair of pants that will allow you to consume mass quantities of food, uh, no one sees them now because you're not taking them into a restaurant. They remain in your vehicle or clothes at hand well mostly it's getting into fall and they're just fluffy and warm all pants allow you to consume mass quantities of food if your pain threshold is high enough oh my and as long as the button and zipper structure are of sufficient build well i suppose in that case yes the drive-through does come in handy just a little bit more (laughs) indeed so i've actually been here before but it has been a very long time so long ago that i actually walked into the restaurant to pick up my food, if you can believe that one. That was kind of crazy. But it's been so long that um, I, well, it's it's been a while. So this is almost like my first time at Korea Garden again. It's it's been a while. So yeah, yeah. this is in one of those uh, those 72nd Street facing strip mall locations out there around King Kong and a couple other things where I look at it and think, hey, 
I should try that one of these days and then promptly forget that it exists. Yes, the uh, the Google Docs list that I have of places to go has been very handy. It's like, oh, notice that add to list because you're right. Some There's a lot of restaurants to eat in the Omaha area and uh, it's nice to have a list to remember them by. And eat the restaurant we often do. I think your phrasing <laughs> is very apt. So, TJ, you had uh, two mains and kind of a small appetizer. I had two main dishes and a little bit of an appetizer. And guest Tom had a main dish and an appetizer as well. So, yeah, we did order a good section of the menu. Uh, I recommended for guest Tom, who has not eaten Korean food before... To get the beef bulgogi, uh, which he did and liked, and it's it's kind of a good intro dish. It's delicious beef and a delicious sauce served with delicious rice, so you get a good uh, good kind of intro food. But I went with some different stuff today, although I could eat beef bulgogi all day. Um, but I went ahead and went with something a little bit different. But let's start with appetizery things. Um, I went with uh, egg rolls today, and so I just got one actually. But uh, it had that good kind of thicker style chewy wrapper with uh, some you know assorted veggies inside. And while not a, uh, I guess a hallmark standout. Hey, this is Korea Garden's own egg roll. It was a delicious egg roll, and I would definitely add an egg roll to my order again. TJ, what did you get appetizer-wise? I have almost exactly the same review of the fried dumplings that I got, also known as mandu. And the mandu and the steamed dumplings of a similar type, or at least they look to be of a similar type, uh, those have exactly the flavors you would think that they have. It is It is very much like a steamed slash fried dumpling that you would get almost anywhere else. That said, they did a particularly good job of frying it, of making it nice and golden brown and crispy. I think uh, generally when you order a pot sticker type device, it is cooked in that fashion where it is meant to stick to the pot on one side until it is cooked long enough to release. So you have like a golden brown and kind of crisp side, and the other side is less so. These were, I think they were deep fried because they were golden brown and crispy and just a little bit bubbly all around. Ooh. So a nice texture. Um, I found them somewhat wanting because I was, I was going to Korea Garden for something a little bit, well, very much different, a little off the beaten path. And this is familiar. Not bad, but familiar. Uh we, we avoid going over price too much in the summary, so I will say it here. Clocking in at $5.95, so a reasonable appetizer portion, uh, eight of those dumplings, for about six bucks. It's, it's not a bad balance. I, I'm not blown away by it, but pretty good. Yeah, and the egg rolls, I think, were a dollar and change, so they're very, very reasonable there, so all good. Uh, let us get over to our main courses then on this Korea Garden morsel, and I will start with the galbi, which, uh, and my apologies to anyone out there that can speak Korean well, um, I am not familiar with correct pronunciation, and so I will do my best. The galbi are a uh, Korean barbecued short rib, and so these are sliced and grilled and have kind of a sweeter flavor to them um this i got something kind of different than what i expected because of the cut of the rib they are served in roughly a quarter inch cut like slice 
so is the bone. So you you've almost got a if you were to draw a beef and bone hatchet that you were going to then serve. That's how it is cut. It has like a handle and then you have a piece of beef coming off of the bone handle that then you can eat a um, little bit of fat around the edges and i believe that is the way they are supposed to be cooked uh, and i think short ribs by necessity are just that way i found these pretty darn tasty uh, i think i got maybe six or eight of these quarter inch slices in the box i will say the price on the the galbi is a little bit hefty coming in at 17 dollars um i uh i did enjoy them very very much and they were they were fun because of how they were cut and the flavor was good as well they had grill marks on them so that's the thing is they're supposed to be grilled and they were and so that is the galbi be. TJ, what did you get for your first a main course? Well, the first main course I tucked into was the kimchi fried rice, which had all sorts of things going on. And it looked beautiful. It did. I It really... So I am now looking at the picture on the menu, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, as one of my other favorite podcasts says, friends beyond the binary. Uh, those of you who may look up the menu will find a picture of this dish, and it looks exactly like that. Like, Whoa. I opened the box, and there it was, looking back at me, looking exactly like the thing that I thought that I ordered. So you have this, uh, this bed of fried rice and uh, fairly large pieces of kimchi, uh -huh. and on top is a single... I don't know if it's a fried egg or a poached egg. It's actually kind of hard to tell. It was not uh, normally a, a poached or any method of somewhat water-cooked egg. It has a little bit less flavor and not quite as firm a texture. This did not suffer from those issues. It was a little bit more flavorful. A nice texture wherein it was cooked, and a good runny yolk. Um, it does bear mentioning that the egg, if I had gone somewhere else, I would consider this undercooked. If I was going for breakfast, this would concern me. There was a fair amount of white that was very much almost to the degree of looking like glass clear. I find both in what I have experienced personally and uh, in what I have seen in, you know, travel shows and that kind of thing, it seems like Korea and Japan both really like gelatinous things. It, it is a, I, I think it's imparts kind of a, a richness like you would with something more fatty. I think the, the idea is kind of there. So, you know, things like your, your bubble tea, your tapioca pearls and that kind of stuff. And there's, it's, the traditional idea of raw egg over rice, which is generally with a pasteurized one, whether or not they're working with pasteurized exclusively, because it's, you know, 50-50 in the U.S., you, you have to look for the label here uh, to get that. I could not say. However, I figure they've been doing something right for this long. It's probably just fine and enjoyed it as was. Um, I have been working to... Uh, to use chopsticks where chopsticks are merited. So I poked that there thing with my chopsticks and let the uncooked portion of the white as well as the yolk run over the rice as a sort of sauce. And that 
plus the spice of whatever flavors were involved here and the kimchi and the cabbage and the little bit of seaweed sprinkled on top all came together to create a very rich texture and a wonderful spicy substantive flavor. I, I would say there's a lot of good to be had here. That said, a little low on the protein. It is supposed to contain... Uh, and I quote, Korean fried rice and chopped kimchi with pork. There was pork in there, but it is certainly not the uh, the feature of the dish. I suppose if it was, it would be, you know, pork kimchi fried rice or some such thing. There was enough in there to give it some flavor and a little bit of extra texture, but I wouldn't count it as a, a primary protein of the dish. It was delicious. Uh, a little less filling than I would like, but I would definitely order it again. $13 on that. Uh, from my normal calculations, would I say that's a little bit over? Yes, but I'm also paying for flavor and something different. So I was happy with that. TJ, you know what's kind of fun about Korean main dishes? They come with sides? That's right. And not only do they come with side, they come with sides, as you said, plural. In fact, our main dishes came with five sides, consisting of three vegetal chilled items, which would most likely fall into the kimchi category. And people, kimchi is not just fermented cabbage, all right? We had cucumbers. We had a carrot and radish slaw like kimchi. I'm assuming it falls into the kimchi category. And also, yes, the traditional cabbage and uh, seasoning sauce spice delicious mix that's on there, as well as we had kind of a quartered potato dish uh, that had a sweeter sauce on it and a uh, small egg rectangle. Uh, there were about five of them in my box that I had, and these were a little bit different. I don't know what the uh, Korean name for them is, so my apologies, but all of my sides were good. How about yours, Teej? My sides were, in fact, delicious. I was not expecting to care about a lightly sweet, salty combination carrot and radish noodle shred type slaw thing, but... That was particularly enjoyable, clean and lightly sweet. There were some lightly spicy cucumbers like those. As you pointed out, the, I don't know if it's traditional kimchi, like what the, the truly traditional kimchi yeah. is, because this is a spicy cabbage thing. Maybe it, maybe it's like sauerkraut where, you know, you have a base uh, fermented cabbage thing and then you can add stuff to it where my German restaurant's at. No, really. Where my German restaurants at? We could use a few more of you in Omaha. But I digress. Well, I the, guess with, with traditional, what I was implying there was you say kimchi to a lot of people. I'm like, oh, that's fermented cabbage. Right. They that, expect cabbage. Yeah. No. And it was just trying to clarify that, okay, yes, we had fermented cabbage. But there were other types of things on here falling into the kimchi category. Indeed. The surprising stars of the show, aside from the shredded radish and carrot were the sweet-ish, the, the lightly sweet potato dish that was kind of like home fries with a very clean, very thin sort of sugar sauce. Those were mighty good. And that egg, almost a pancake. If I had to liken it to anything in Western cooking that I have had, it was very close to, say, a Dutch baby, where it was a mixture of flour and egg, fairly heavy on the egg. This one, a savory, 
You could see some herbs in there, probably some spring onions or some such thing. It was just a nice, savory, slightly starchy thing. I would actually be happy to have this as a breakfast item or have more of it. Alas, the sides, not only is there not a side section on the menu, it I don't remember seeing anything. We've given the menu a quick skim over. I don't see anywhere where it says that you get these sides. You just get these sides, and they are not expressly named. The closest I can find is a recipe for a very similar thing that just says Korean egg pancakes. So I would like a name for these, but uh, it may take several hours of research that we don't need to do on the air. Regardless, very tasty, and I would actually take this as a main dish, as a brunch or breakfast type item. I want to experience more of this thing. So the sides that just so happen to come with whatever you order are kind of worth the price of admission. They are pretty darn good, and there's a lot to sample, you know, small portions of a lot to sample in a box handed to you with your other tasty things. Yes, yes, indeed. I, that's such kind of a fun addition to your meal, you know, whatever you get. So I'm going to move on to my other main dish, which, TJ, it bopped. It really did. It was delicious. It was the cup bop. And the cup bop is fun. And bop just really means rice or possibly steamed rice. So in this case, it was a bowl and it had steamed rice. It had a thinner, like a glass noodle. And then I got mine with pork. It had a little bit of lettuce on top and swirled with sauce and sesame seeds. And not only was this a very photogenic dish, but it also was a gastronomical tasty bowl of goodness. I really enjoyed this. It had a good amount of meat. Uh, the noodles were good with it. The rice was good with it. Everything was tasty and flavorful. This thing also came in at like $7.25. Uh, yeah, please. This was a good deal, a tasty deal, and uh, not, not super spicy or anything like that but definitely delicious. Just kind of a fun little, you know, a fun bowl. So it did bop. Cup bop. TJ, what else did you get? I got the spicy beef soup. The ingredients here are, I mean, I can't vouch for the specific spices used. It was decidedly pretty darn spicy. It had a bite to it, though less so than the kimchi fried rice. I think I consumed them in the incorrect order because the kimchi fried rice was much spicier so i kind of didn't notice oh. it in the beef soup nearly as oh, much so the kimchi fried rice was spicier than the spicy soup correct wow happily the portion sizes were large enough that i could have put down both main dishes but decided not to and saved a good portion of the spicy beef soup for later oh wow when my, my palate had had a chance to rest and there is some complexity and some earthiness along with the spiciness. I like this. I'm kind of, uh, I wanted to sample things because I've had Korean food, but not much and uh, wanted a good swath of the menu if I could help it. That said, I kind of wish I had ordered this on its own to kind of explore, if you will. Very uh, dark red color kind of a high capsaicin content, not painfully spicy, but it certainly announces its presence. 
Not a ton of beef. The beef was in a sort of shredded form factor and actually blended in with the noodles, the bean sprouts, the green onion, and... Well, Dave, you see, I put this back in its takeout container. Yeah. And uh, when I was looking for it later... Yes. I took the takeout container out of the refrigerator. Like one would do. And then I reached for the top of the takeout container... Yes. ...to remove the lid. Mm Mm-hmm. And then... I released... The Bracken! (laughs) That is the oddball ingredient, and the reason I went for this over a couple of other options, because I have never had Bracken before. I kind of recognize it as a vegetable or herb Hmm. of sorts. Like radish? Yeah, I, I have heard the term Bracken... As a vegetal food type thing. I actually had to go and look it up. It is an edible, indeed forageable, so I I would assume if it's being put in a soup like this that it is farmed. But it also grows wild, so there's advice that you can find on foraging for bracken. But it is a type of fern, and apparently it looked green in the foraging pictures but it is purple in the soup so i don't know if it takes on some of the color or if that happens when you heat it or if this is a purple varietal but kind of an interesting thing somewhere somewhat similar to a very thin string bean but a little bit more soft and a little bit more earthy with kind of a a chewy outside wow you've really uh, ramped up your foraging knowledge don't don't mention ramps to me. I'm already hungry. Ha. Anyway, the uh, the combination of things, everything is in kind of a thin, shredded, almost noodle-like form factor. It eats fairly well with chopsticks, which is starting to be one of my ratings for everything, because once I've learned how to use them, they're just kind of fun. But it... Everything goes together. Again, not a great deal of beef. I... I wouldn't really change this is what I'm saying, but don't go in expecting a ton of beef in there. It is mostly a vegeta- a conglomeration of vegetal things that are tasty and interestingly textured and earthy. And then with all of those spices around them, it is a very pleasant thing. And there's certainly enough of it, especially with all of the liquid involved, that it is fairly filling. Uh, For those of you trying to make your bodybuilding requirements on it, it may not work out, but it's a tasty dish. Uh, This clocking in at 13, again, by my normal macronutrient to dollar standards, maybe doesn't make it, but it's tasty and decidedly interesting. I would like to incorporate more bracken into my diet. (laughs) So I am pleased with this, I would say. I think the the 13, that, that flavor tax is included in there, and I think it's worth it on this thing. Tasty, spicy, earthy, spurthy? No. Definitely not. But it is the end of our main dishes, which then takes us to the wrap-up, does it not, TJ? So therefore, we shall get into our wrap-up on Korea Garden on this Saturday Omaha morsel. And on the morsel, we talk about the hook and the hint. Now, first of all, TJ and I have had Korean food, 
but not a ton. So there's a lot for us to explore here. I picked some things that uh, I have not eaten before and had today, and I enjoyed both of them. So I have no strikes at all on anything that I tried as far as from a flavor profile standpoint. I would tell you that I think the Cup Bop is a great thing to pick and a great value. The Galbi, the, the short ribs, while tasty, might not be your best bang for the buck necessarily. So you may want to try some of the other dishes on the menu. There's there's so much to be had here, and I would definitely not mind exploring the rest of the menu. So for me, the hook is going to be some delicious dishes and a variety of things that maybe you've had or maybe you haven't had before. And so pick something, pick something good. Get a... Uh, get a cup pop and then get something else. And that might be my hint right there. I think if you have not been here before that cup pop plus something else would be a tasty option. And please, please try all of the different kimchis. If you're not a spicy eating person, do be a little careful on a few things. Nothing is gonna blow your palate out, but a couple of them are spicy, but some are not. So give them a go. TJ, what do you think? Well, the hook, this yet again is a fairly easy hook because there are a lot of very different things. They're interesting things. And according to people who have eaten food in Korea, they are authentic Korean things. So the hook, as it has been at a number of other places, is the different flavors. And there's quite a bit of variety on this menu. I was looking for something I hadn't had before, and I was uh, spoiled for choice. Is that the uh, the term I'm looking that for? Good. So many options of things that we have not had before. Quite so, yeah. I had a very hard time narrowing it down. It's going to take multiple visits back, and rest assured there will be those, to have a real idea of what I'm working with, what I like, what I don't, all those kind of things. So the hook is decidedly different things, variety of things. The hint I don't know if I can make this one concise. I know, shocker, TJ can't make something <gasps> concise. But it's expect to pay a little bit more. I did feel like I was on the, the higher end of the cost spectrum here for what I was getting in terms of, again, protein content and how filling the individual items were. So do be aware of that. And be aware that you're not going to get it I I thought about doing additional research to try and really understand this menu as a service, I suppose, is what I'm getting at here. Because we are doing a podcast, we are doing a review for someone who, you know, we, we would be looking to recommend a few items that are definitely a good value for the money, that kind of thing, for ease of experience. But I think just as valuable is... You are going to order a thing or two things or three things, and there's going to be so much more to deal with. So go in with an open mind, a broad palate, and be aware that you're going to spend a couple bucks more for a culinary adventure of sorts. Ah. There are very interesting things on this menu, and there's a lot to try. So go in, spend those extra couple of bucks, and maybe do it two, three times, and there has to be something... I suspect regardless of what you're familiar with or your level of uh, food adventurousness, you're going to find something in here that you like, maybe even something that you love. It's worth going down the menu and trying a whole mess of different things. So 
the hint is try all them things and don't expect to be, you might be blown away the first time, but open mind, broad palate. You know, TJ, your uh, although your your dissertation for for your for your standards, that was a very short dissertation. I would say that it was nice and concise. I like it. You know, we got a a decent cross section of this menu, but it's a big menu, so there is more for us to learn there as well and experience. And I would not mind going back to experience more. I might get a different type of cup bop and then something else. I don't know. But there's, there's all sorts of different things. So check it out. It's Korea Garden. Go there. Give it a shot. And with that, this is Dave. This is TJ. And we are Fatterday Omaha. Thanks for eating with us. And uh, eat this. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Fatterday Omaha. Eat this. A Huda Media Production.